from the Tulsa world. This is the newsroom podcast. I'm Jason Collington, the editor of the Tulsa world. Uh, this is where I get a chance to talk to the staff of the Tulsa world newsroom and find out some stories behind the story. We had a very big topic in the last month or so. Banned books has been all over the place. Uh, and Lindsey Crable Burton, our education writer, uh, took a chance to kind of take a step back and look at the process that li school libraries go through uh, to figure out how they pick the books that are on the shelves at your kid's school. And uh, so I've got Lindsay here today. Lindsay, your story came out and it looks like that you uh, kind of talked to a couple school districts to figure out what that process was. What are some things that you found out in your original reporting? So, and I actually, I got the idea from a colleague who suggested it after, you know, after the school board meeting at Bixby last month where they voted, the board of education voted to uphold keeping 13 reasons why and me and Earl and the dying girl in the high school libraries after a parent filed a challenge and, and talking with the librarians about their process. Um, I think one of the things that seems that folks seem to forget, you know, school librarians are teachers and like, te you know, any other public education ed pub ed educator, they don't have unlimited funds. They don't have unlimited time when figuring out, okay, how am I going to best educate these kids? Um, the librarian in particular at Clyde Boyd Middle School in Sand Springs made a point to say, you know, I don't have an unlimited budget. If I'm right. going to be a good steward right. of taxpayer money, in addition to making sure that these books have, you know, looking for books that have literary merit are on grade level, things like that. I also want to pick stuff that they're actually going to pick up and read that they're actually going to use. Right, right. You, buy, not, you buy the books for them to be read, right. Yeah, Correct. exactly. Yeah. Whether that's for fun or for an assignment. Um, you know, if they're just gonna sit on the shelf and collect dust, it's not doing anybody any favors. Right. Well, and one of the things that I liked was the quote uh, that you had in here was, for the most part, my readers uh, know what they are ready for. This is not something we school librarians take lightly. I mean, yes. there really is some, 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 there's some buy-in already that they know what they're trying to do here. Oh yeah. Um, and even the librarians at my own kids' schools, they've made it pretty clear that, you know, they, they won't, you know, that they dig in, you know, they'll talk to the kids. They ask them like, okay, what are you interested in? What are you wanting to read? They're right. not, you know, the books don't just appear on the shelves by magic. Yeah. And you also mentioned in your story that right now at the legislature, there is some stuff, there's uh, uh, potential new restrictions on content. Mm -hmm. whether parents can access their children's checked out records, mm -hmm. a proposed statutory requirement that librarians take community standards into account when selecting new materials. What, yeah. what was kind of some of the reaction of the librarians when you talked about that legislation? Well, when I specifically- Potential legislation. Potential legislation. Um, and when I talked to the librarians, we didn't really so much focus on the legislation. It was more just tell me about your process. Right. Tell me how you do it. And unprompted, you know, several of them mentioned that they're already, you know, they're already taking community standards into account. Now, whether that community, you know, the definition of community might shift a little bit, you know, whether that includes parents or whether that's primarily students and kit or students right. and teachers is, right. you know, a school library, there's a big difference between a school library and a public library. Public library, anybody can go in, check out versus school library. It's, you know, you're serving that specific campus. Right. Right. So that, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a difference. What were some of the surprises? Uh, I know you, you have kids in Tulsa public schools. Mm -hmm. uh, what were some of your surprises when you got, when you did this story? What did you not know about this process before you went in, into the story? 
Um, well, and I even led with this, the, the Stephen King bit um, right. <laughs> threw me. I mean, I understand why, you know, if I'm, if my 12 year old sixth grader came in with a co with my copy of the Tommy Knockers, I, I might have cause for pause. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, that was the biggest, you know, that was just that, that and the um, one of the librarians also mentioned that she'd had students asking for Harlequin romance novels. Oh, wow. Yeah. At what at what age? Middle school. Oh wow. And, okay. and it's like and, and she had that was another you know one of an example of having to talk with the kids and like I understand that you're wanting to read romance novels that's great you're reading at an advanced level but this isn't something we need to have here. Right. Right. I think that I, one I, honestly shocked me more than the Stephen King bit. Yeah, I was going to say that the you mentioned the fact that there's not any Stephen King uh, novels at several of the schools and, and it said that there's a when you go through the process when they try to you know go through uh, the protocol of does this fit does this go within what we're trying to do here uh, maybe stand isn't something that really stands up to that uh, that process I, yeah. I can certainly understand that uh, with this whole banned book thing I, I don't think this is going away this is a topic that comes up I know a number of local bookstores uh, got involved in giving away free copies of some of the mm -hmm. banned books um, what, what's, what's your feeling as not only a parent, but also an education reporter who, who talks to a lot of parents, uh, and talks to a lot of teachers, how did this band booked, uh, kind of surge, how did it hit here in Tulsa? Well, and this, this actually came up during the discussion at the board of education last meeting last week, week in Claremore, uh, when, as they are in the process of reviewing their media selection policy. And I think there's a lot of factors at play, um, I think some, you know, it's a combination of, you know, depending on the specific book and outgrowth over the debate over critical race theory, depending on which book you're talking about. Right. right. Um, for some, it, you know, and there's also, it's, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's more of an, it's an outgrowth of that, an outgrowth of some of the pushback that we've seen that there's been in some circles regarding social emotional learning. And it's also just seeing, I think part of it also stems from distance learning and over the last couple of years and seeing, wait, this is what my kid's interested in? Hold up. Right. Let's backtrack a little bit and see what just, where did you get a hold of this? Why are you interested? Oh, okay. Let's talk. Right. Right. And it seems like also that this kind of brought up a discussion of those books. You know, you had some of the, the memes that were, if it's, if it's, if people want to ban it, you should read it. Yeah. Uh, and certainly a, a, a push for people to kind of reach out for some of those books. Um, and again, did you find many of the banned books, that, the, some of the banned books that made national, uh, national media uh, reports? Did you find any of those in schools in Oklahoma? I haven't gone, I haven't actively looked yet. Um, I will say, and like I do, you know, for example, I'm, I'm going to pick on my own kid, my, my own kids' schools for a minute. I know that several of them are in their elementary school libraries. I mean, granted, you know, the Harry Potter series was on the ALA's most challenged list up until I think this year. Um, Drama, which is one, uh, it's a graphic novel by Raina Telgemeier and my, one of my daughter's favorite books was on the, the challenged book list up until 2019. It's available at my, at my son's elementary school for older grades. Yeah. So they, some of them are there for better or worse. Right. Right. When uh, you've been an education reporter for us for how long now? Since January 2021. Okay. 
And before that, you were a freelance writer who wrote for a lot of different publications. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lindsay is, is, again, we've had a lot of education reporters over the years. Education is a really important topic for us. We write about it a lot. Uh, you can tell by uh, the number of stories that Lindsay writes that we think it's very, very important. We just wrote an editorial, the, editor the Ed Board just wrote an editorial about how education keeps coming up as one of the top topics uh, for society to succeed, for a society uh, to do what it needs to do. Um, and we have a lot of education challenges uh, when it comes to that. When you're not writing about banned books, Lindsay, what, what are some of the topics that you've written about uh, on this spring break before we jump into... Uh, uh, school uh, starting back on Monday? Oh boy. Um, talking to school board candidates, doing all the, doing, working on multiple previews. Um, Remind everyone when that election is? April 5th. Early right. walk-in voting starts March 31st at county election boards. And, no. and we've got a lot of, we've got school board races in Jinx. We've got school board races in TPS. Um, uh, Jinx, and again, Public Schools, Union, Owasso, Sand Springs, I'm, having to, I'm, I'm doing the map in my head, Tulsa Technology right. Center, Catoosa, uh, who am I forgetting? I know I'm going to get an email about it too. Um, <laughs> we'll, link some of, we'll link some of the stories that you've written of the previews uh, to this podcast. We'll also link, of course, the story to the, to the, the, the library story that you, we mentioned earlier. Uh, oh, one of the things that we- packages. Say what? Plus two bond packages. Um, Owasso right. and Liberty Public Schools have bond packages too. That's right. And again, one of the things that makes us different is that we have someone focused on education all the time. And uh, that's something that we think is not only important, but again, when it comes to this election year, uh, we've got uh, multiple people in the newsroom working on all the elections and, uh, and previews and candidate interviews to get everyone the information they need to be able to walk into the booth and, and, and vote uh, with knowledge, not with emotion. And uh, one of the things I think that's important is you try to talk to every single school board candidate. Uh, there are sometimes some of the candidates don't call us back. Yep. Uh, some of the candidates don't uh, respond to our emails and to our, our messages of wanting to do an interview. I know the ed board, I'm on, I'm on the ed board along with four other people. We try to do interviews, uh, candid interviews with them. Uh, and some of them have decided not to do those with us, uh, not respond to our requests for interviews. Um, I think one of the things that we try to do is we still try to go to their campaign website. We still try to let them know what their, what their agenda is, what they say they're going to fight for, what, they're gonna, uh, what they believe are the biggest issues. Um, I know that we've got a couple races that, again, again we, with the election coming up, we've got those previews coming out over the next couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, you've written a lot of those already. Uh, and again, we'll try to get everyone to know when the early voting is, to know, uh, remind them when, when, when to go to the booth. Um, I think also some of the topics that you've been talking about is, again, a lot of the topics you're talking about is just wish you could talk to a school board member who are making some of these decisions. And that's why these, these seats are not, these are kind of hot seats. They, they, they are not, they're not paid well, if at all. No. Uh, and they are dealing with some of the biggest topics in our society, in our state. Um, and these are important jobs to fill. And um, I think one of the thing I, things I've noticed in your reporting and the kinds of people that are running for school board are some, some veteran politicians who are saying, I think this is the most important thing I could be doing right now. It's also some parents who are saying, you know what, I think I hear from other parents and I could be a voice that maybe is, is, could, that could reinforce another voice that's on the board. 
Um, there also could be people in the community who are just trying to serve and they're trying to serve at the most important uh, level. And that's, I, I'd call that the school board. Yeah, no, that is a, all of the above. <laughs> I would say that is definitely all of the above. It's there, it, there's an interesting mix of folks that are wanting to just can give back and contribute in this particular way. Right. Right. And again, one of the things that we'll do is we'll try to get those interviews. We'll get those out there. We'll have a full voter, uh, uh, you know, one-stop shop for all of the, uh, all of the interviews, all of the information. So whatever, wherever you are in Tulsa or in, or in Eastern Oklahoma, you know where you're going to get your information and you know where to be at the right time to put your vote in. Um, Lindsay, also, I, while I have you here, I also think it's really important is, is one of the things that we've tried to do here with, in education is really dig into some of these deep issues. The fact that we've got such a substitute teacher problem uh, and we've, we're trying to get into what that is. We've written a lot about it. We've got a lot of teacher openings. We mm -hmm. don't have enough teachers to fill the jobs that we are. We have a ton of teachers retiring. You and Andrea Eager have written about uh, these topics uh, mm -hmm. in some of the projects that we've done. Uh, th there's just a lot going on in education that is going in the wrong direction. Uh, and I haven't even brought up some test scores. Well, and there are also, I think it's also worth pointing out, there are a lot of support staff openings. Um, you know, there are dozens of paraprofessional openings, you know, with just about every district in the area, not just Tulsa Public. I mean, you know, right. So, you know, you, can, it's, you can't have a properly functioning school, properly functioning school day without the paras, the bus drivers, the janitors, the folks serving up sandwiches in the cafeteria. They're just as important too, but yeah, there are vacancies in those positions too. Yeah, it's it, they're dealing with a lot of what other people are dealing with in other businesses <laughs> is there's just people not showing up and applying for these jobs. Yeah. And uh, what was, I can't remember what school district it was, but they, they couldn't run buses for a while. That was big, well, Bixby, I know. Bixby's had the most attention about uh, on the matter, but, you know, Union has had to shift routes. Uh, there was a stretch during the Omicron spike where they only had bus service for the littles, for elementary students. If you were secondary, you had to find your own way to school just because there were so few bus drivers. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, this is just one of the many things that you dig in on. Again, uh, you're one of the reasons why the Tulsa world's different. Uh, you are one of the best reporters that we have here who is in one of our most important topics. We don't just hand this beat around to anybody. Um, and you've done a great job since you've been with us. Uh, Lindsay, very much thank you for your time. And again, get back out there unless uh, I'm sure you have another story to file today. Uh, everyone, this is the Tulsa World Newsroom Podcast. Again, this is Jason Collington. This, uh, this podcast is available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And we will see you next time. Thank you.